The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to the Big Scottish Football Podcast with me, Stephen Mill, and him, Ewan Cameron. We have turned the big 5-0. We are 50 episodes old today. Why are we not doing something grand and spectacular? We are being filmed. Yeah, I know, but we filmed ourselves two weeks ago for the preview show. Yeah, I know. So this is the 50th episode. Normally, you get like yeah. a big cake, you might get some fireworks, you might get some party poppers. You might have had a special guest join us, maybe a surprise guest. But no, it's just us two numpties sat here looking back at the weekend's action. Yes, it is. That's how we celebrate the 50th episode of this amazing podcast that does really well. The listeners would expect more. Do you think? I think they'd expect more. See, I think that you think they'd expect more, but I think that they think that just keep it as it is. Keep it as it is. Well, producer John is in the other studio mm-hmm. monitoring the show. Morning. What if producer John actually at some point during the hour actually runs through here as if he's running onto a football pitch? Like streaking. He does a wee streak for us. That's a good way to celebrate the 50th. We can have a right good laugh. I'm not sure that's... I mean, I know we're being filmed and everything, Aye. but I'm not sure, A, John would be comfortable with nobody that. Nobody wants to see that. And nobody wants to see that, I don't think. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right, John. No offence, John. I don't think anyone would want to see any of us naked, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, well, speak for yourselves, lads. Well, I'm very proud of my nakedness. I'm a 50-year-old man, and I'm very proud of what's under this hoodie. Well, well, surely if you're 50 and it is the 50th show you, and you're the one that should get naked, that makes total sense. I mean, John, I'm in the studio with him, so <laughs> if we could just dial this down a wee bit and rewind this a wee bit, this would be better. And Ewan has told me several things about his, his body. Right, OK, we'll just leave it there, will okay. we? That's a private conversation yep. that you and I had one okay. late night in Edinburgh. Let's not go there. Uh, what let you use all over, or is it uh, you got an electric one? Let's let's talk about the weekend, but yep. let's not talk about conversations that we've had. How was your weekend? You weekend was fantastic. I spent a bit of time with you at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe yes, on the Friday. We mm-hmm. were there at the Assembly Gardens in the Treehouse. It was great. It Lovely was, time. Yeah. A couple of beers. Fantastic. Got the train home. I went to work on Saturday. Big Saturday football show with you and Steve Cowan. It was a great show. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Sunday was a chill-out day because my wife was in Ireland, so I had an empty. Fantastic. It was the football, Celtic versus Aberdeen at Pataudry. Then it was Liverpool versus Chelsea at Stamford Bridge and um, I'm going to blow your mind mm-hmm. I'm going to blow your mind now producer John knows what I'm about to talk about here uh, there's an early hot take for you right, right? I and mean, that's the explosion for you so on Sunday in Linlithgow there yep. was a gig and George Bowie who does Bowie at Breakfast on Clyde One yes was performing on stage in Linlithgow was it Party at the Palace Party at the Palace yeah. right and then after George Bowie's set it was Sister Sledge. Yeah. You know the band Sister Sledge? We are family. We are family and Frankie, etc., yeah. etc. Great band, great songs from the 80s, household names, fantastic. So there were four in the band, right? Mm-hmm. Four, four sisters. Four, four sisters in the band, what right? Were they actually related? Were they sisters? Well, this is where I'm going to blow your mind. Okay. There's not a lot of people know this. I, well, I believe not many people know this. Right. And when John told me this fact, it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. So Sister Sledge, the original band members, there were four women in the band. They were all sisters, okay. right? So they were all sisters. Every single one of them were sisters. Here's, 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 the, other, here's, here's the other thing that's going to blow your mind. Their second name was Sledge. So they were all Miss or Missy Sledge? Yeah, so the, there's only one of them who was performing at Linlithgow there at the weekend. Her name, Kathy Sledge. 
I've got the full list of Sister Kathy Sledge. Sledge. Their name is their names are Sledge. Do you know the other na- the no. members of no. Sister Sledge? So no. Kathy Sledge, as you've yeah. uh, correctly identified, um, you could have had Debbie Sledge, uh-huh. Kim Sledge, uh-huh. or Johnny Sledge. Did you or know Johnny, that? Johnny Sledge. Johnny Sledge. Did you know that? I did not know See, that. See, I, I producer John says, oh, everybody knows that. I said, I'm telling you right now, it's going to blow people's minds when I tell them that Sister Sledge were all sisters and their second name was Sledge. And because Kathy's the only one from the original lineup that's still going, the other women on stage are the daughters of the other Sledges. So they're... Like their daughters, they are relatives of Sledge. Sledge, yes. So they might not be named Sledge. Sledge, no, no. But they're relatives of Sledge, and they're now part of the band Sister Sledge. Amazing. Anyway, I just thought that would be fantastic. So it's sort of like granddaughter Sledge. Aye, aye, aye. Sledge. You can tell your pals. You can blow their mind at work. Okay. You can blow your family's mind with that stat. That is, it's just phenomenal. Anyway. Um, we do digress because this is a football show, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say I had the most disappointing Chinese takeaway of my life last night. Tell me about it. You know when you're a wee bit hungover and a Chinese is the only thing that will sort you? See, I don't believe that. See, well, uh, well... You think a Chinese is the only thing that can sort a hangover? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Well, what would you say is your go-to thing for a, a hangover cure? A Chinese. Right, so you believe that's the thing that does it for you? Yeah, I would say so. Not a cheeseburger? Nah. Chippy? Nah. Indian? Nah. KFC? Nah. nah. Maybe like KFC. That. Okay. Because that's quite greasy as yeah. well. But like, generally, a Chinese is the go-to. Mm-hmm. Got a Chinese last night, and it was rotten. It was so bad. I'm not going to say, obviously, where it's from, but... Was it, it bad because you were feeling bad, or was it just no, bad? It was bad. It didn't taste of it. And you know what? It wasn't, like, inedible, mm-hmm. but it was tasteless. And I was just like... Had no taste. I've been looking forward to this all day, and then... Was none of it good? No. So then maybe I got spare. I got spare ribs. All right. I got a chicken breast curry. Nice. And then I got some Singapore noodles. And see with the chicken breast curry, did you get big chunks of white onion? Yes. Yeah. That was good. The onion was good. Chicken rotten. Chicken was rotten. It's like slimy. You know that slimy way it goes. Exactly. See, the thing is though, I I I have learned that if you were to get a takeaway on a Sunday, Mm. it's a change of chef. Because the chef has worked Friday, Saturday, which is their, their busiest times. Interesting. So if you go for a takeaway on a Sunday... Can we get... I think we need a hot take explosion for this, actually. <laughs> because, that, again, you're, you're full of the revelations today. Because um, I've got a couple of pals who are chefs. And that was their advice to me. Never get a takeaway on a Sunday. Because it might be a standby chef or somebody they just get in to work that day. It's not your regular chef who does the regular dinners and takeaways from Monday to Saturday. 50 episodes in... And- You've managed to reveal two things that are vaguely interesting. There you go. Well done, you. Well yep. done, you and Cameron. Thank right, you. let's move on to the football then. Now we're all caught up with the weekend. Yeah. Uh, where would you like to begin, you and Cameron? Should we start where... Um, what was the first game of the weekend? First game of the weekend, it was just three matches on Saturday afternoon. We can yes. do it in alphabetical order if you wish. Let's do that. So it's Rangers versus Livingston at Ibrox. Ended up 4-0 to Rangers. It was 1-0 for a long time. Lammers opening the scoring. Uh, but then it was three kind of late goals uh, to put a gloss on the scoreline. Um, you say put a gloss on the scoreline, yes, because it had taken Rangers a while to get going and score that second goal. That's exactly what I meant. But they could have won that 8 or 9 nil. 27 Premiership games without defeat at Ibrox for Rangers. Is that? Um, and obviously four new signings scoring on Saturday. Yes. There are still doubts about Dessers. He's yet to hit the ground running. I know he scored, but his work rate and his overall performance, the Rangers fans are still 
Uh, I've got their doubts. And I can see that myself because I watched them against uh, Servette the other night there in Europe. I think Danilo needs to play through the middle. They need to put Danilo through the middle and I would have Matondo on the left because when he came on, he caused absolute havoc and there was a bit of pace there. I don't think that Danilo, Lammers or Dessers have that much pace and what wins you football matches and what's really important these days is out and out pace and Matondo's got that. Is Matondo, I'm, producer John, you might have to research this, is Matondo in the Champions League squad? I oh, have a, I oh, have a feeling. You think he's been dropped to the Champions League squad? He might have been left out. Now I might be, I might be wrong. John, do that. Check I'm, that, mate. I, I might be wrong with that. But he was very good when he came on. He played a cameo role for the last twenty minutes. And this is, this is a point I wanted to make today. And I think this is a point for both Celtic and Rangers. I know it's not to speak about Celtic, but there was Rangers winning four nil at the weekend. And after seventy minutes, there's only one nil. So when it's one nil, the opposition have always got a chance because you never know. You win a free kick or a corner set piece, bang, one one, and before you know it. You're chasing the game. So it was uncomfortable for Rangers for long spells in that game, despite their dominance and having huge possession of the football. But one slip and it could be 1-1 and you're under pressure. But what do Rangers do on the 70th minute mark? They bring on four players. Lundstrom, Matondo. Do you know what I'm getting at here? The quality that they've got off the bench to come on against Livingston is scary. So Livingston already blown out their ass because they're knackered running about, chasing shadows. And when you bring on that sort of quality... And what happens? Three goals in the last 15 minutes. Yeah. That, and I think that, that makes a huge difference. It was the same again yesterday with Celtic and Aberdeen. Again, so, the quality of the bench is something that Aberdeen, Hearts, Hibs just don't have. Just very, very quickly, I have checked. Ah, uh, yeah, Matondo isn't in the squad. Matondo is not in the Champions League squad. I'm sure I read that and I was correct. Well yeah. done. So, so, um, so yeah, I, I, listen, Rangers deserved their win. Goals were good. They were threatening. Question marks over Dessers. I think Danilo needs to be through the middle. Lammers, oh no, he's scoring goals. I'm not so sure about him. Sifuentes looks quality. He looks like a really good player and that was his first start the weekend there. He looked pretty good. Uh, for Livingston, Livingston did what Livingston do and that was come at Ibrox, sit in a low block and Butler made a couple of decent saves at 1-0, he really did. And I think if that's McGregor in goal, he might not make those saves. And it might be a very different conversation we're having right now about Rangers. Livingston have lost their last nine away league games on the bounce and haven't scored a single goal in any of them. Conceded 22. That's some stat. That Say that again. Livingston have lost their last nine away league matches and haven't scored a goal in any of them. That's worry. That's a huge worry for them. Massive. So yeah, good win for Rangers. They needed that off the back of the the disappointment of losing to Kilmarnock and just squeezing through the European tie with Servette. So yeah, they needed that. They got goals in them. And um, as I said, for me, I dropped Dessers. Danilo through the middle, Matondo on the left. Let's move on to Ross County versus St Johnston then. A big win for Ross County. Now, even though they lost to Celtic last week, you were saying you were quite impressed by them. You were. Uh, you were saying that they are probably going to be the team to watch this season. Right. I know what you're, going to, I know what you're about to do here, mate. And you predicted them to finish where in the league? Second bottom. Second bottom, right. So and I contradicted myself by saying they're yeah. ones to watch. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. e even when I, even if you go, see, for example, my wife, right? She's a childminder. Yeah. And sometimes she'll make a mistake and she'll leave the oven on and the kid will put his hand on the oven. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Just losing your. <laughs> I'm joking. Losing, I'm, half, <laughs> losing half your income. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm joking. What I'm saying is we all make mistakes. So you are now rolling back on that? No, I'm not rolling back on it. What I'm saying is even no, a, even a surgeon can make a mistake. If you go for an operation, there's a chance a surgeon can make a mistake. Slightly more important. Yeah, no, but they do. Yeah, it happens. Do. Yeah, it does, yeah. Right? So how I make my money is by speaking into a microphone. And sometimes by speaking into the microphone, I may say things that are stupid, yeah. that may sound daft, and I might contradict myself, and that, that will happen every now and then. So and you don't, need, you don't need to bring it up all the time. I, I, I do. Um... So are you sticking with Ross County finishing second bottom? Um, it's fine if you want to change your mind. That that's that's fine. But you still think I still think they'll finish second bottom, but I do think that they could spring a surprise and prove me wrong. Okay, because they have started the season well, and it was a big big win on Saturday against St Johnston. St Johnston though still missing a lot of players. And Stephen McLean already saying after the game that they're in a relegation dogfight after two matches. He's not ready for top flight football as a manager, is he? I mean, imagine saying that after two games. What's that, what's that saying to your players? He did say before the opening game last week that, what are you doing, quote, mate? we will be fine. We've got enough in this squad that we will be fine. And then two games later, he says that we're in a relegation dogfight. And he also said a couple of interesting things that I know who's with me and who's not with me. So uh, he's creating divisions with the things he's saying. He's creating yeah. a division in that dressing room. So one week we'll be fine. Second week we have a relegation battle to worry about. And I know who's with me and who's not with me. That ain't going to last much longer. Okay, St Mirren, big win for them. Huge. Two wins on the spin. Just Great them and Celtic with 100% winning record so far. 2-1 against Dundee. We'll get to some of the decisions in this game yeah. a little bit later on in VRWTF. But let's focus on the actual result. So a good first 45 minutes for St Mirren. Uh, Conor McMenamin looks like he's going to be a cracking signing. Uh, Joe Shaughnessy scored an own goal against his old team as well. So I'm sure uh, the fans would have loved that. Uh, and also Trevor Carson uh, making his return to St Mirren after God knows what happened there. So he's a Dundee now, obviously. So, penalty miss for Dundee. Robinson misses the penalty. Um, obviously, that changes things quite significantly. It does. I mean, that would have made it 2-1 a little bit earlier on in the match. Um, Dundee were good. I watched the highlights of that game. They were very good. You said this last week as well. They drew 1-1. They the drew 1-1, yeah. I thought that Dundee were very good and were lucky not to come away with at least a point. But what I will say is this, and I joked about it on Saturday on the big Saturday football show, about the Shaughnessy on goal. Mm -hmm. I watched that and even Neil McCann and um, what's his name that scored that goal in Paris? James McFadden. I him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Even they were kind of joking. I think he forgot who he was playing for because see that, that own goal, mm -hmm. that flick of the header to the far post. I mean, it's a striker's goal. I mean, it's an absolute peach of a header. Now, has he for that split second? No. Has he <laughs> forgotten that he plays for Dundee <laughs> because it's such a brilliant header? Yeah. Do you know what I'm getting at though? No, totally. I, I mean, mean, the guys were joking just... about sports scene and when I watched the back, I went, has he genuinely forgot that he plays for Dundee now? I think it was just one of those things. One of those things, definitely. But but there again, he is also involved in a, uh, an incident at the other end. Exactly. With the, the goal line yeah. clearance. Which, which, which we'll get in just a wee second. But two wins from two yes. for St Mirren. A cracking start to the season Brilliant. for Stephen Robinson. Yeah, and top six last year. And they'll be there or theirs about again. Right, let's move on to the Sunday match. He started with the lunchtime kickoff, which was Aberdeen 1, Celtic 3. Now, um, 
Where do, where do we start with this one? Because obviously, I think Celtic deserved to win. They weren't great. But even Brendan Rodgers after the game was like, there's a lot of work to do here. And Chris Sutton and co-commentary and Sky said the same. He goes, yet three points is all important. There's still a lot to do. And I think everyone who watched the game would say that. But even when you're not playing well and you're scoring four goals last week, you're scoring three goals mm-hmm. at a really tough place like Pataudry, then God help us all once they click. Yes. Right? So that's what I would say to that. Barry Robson, I think, can take a lot of plaudits from that. And I know it's a really stupid thing to say when they've lost by three goals to one. But that is the first time in many a year that Celtic, sorry, that Aberdeen have actually had a go. I mean, properly had a go. They were in their faces. They pressed Celtic high. They created chances. They had good fitness, good energy about them. And I thought they were unlucky to lose that game. Yes, Celtic deserved it. Is Ultimately, it, is it what you were saying a wee bit earlier on with Rangers making their substitutions later on in a match? You know, Celtic can bring on Rio Hatati at <laughs> half time. I know, and obviously he got taken off again, yeah. but he made a heck of a difference when he came Huge on. Huge difference. And Odin came on; he was good. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, obviously O'Reilly scoring with what five six minutes left to sort of wrap up the points. Uh, you know, some ter- for the first goal. Obviously, he was he was on side. Yeah, but the guy, the defender's looking right along the I line. Know. What's he like, doing? What are you doing? Just step up, and then obviously for the second goal, Devlin, Devlin just as a total brain fart. Yeah, and a brain what? A brain fart. Um, so what does that mean? It means that he a brain fart sort of lost his mind for a wee bit um, because he clearly made a huge error and a massive mistake. And is, if he'd done is, it again, is that a thing? A brain fart? A brain fart? Yeah, I mean, I've never John, heard that one you, before. So John heard a brain fart before? Aye. See, look, he has them all the time. Um, so, and uh, to be fair, nice touch by Kyogo to get oh! under control and a great finish as well. Right foot control, left foot banger, nobody stopping yeah. that cracking finish. Really good th- goal uh, from Aberdeen's goal. Aberdeen's yes. goals are brilliant. That we passed down the side, Duke, left foot, cut back, Miofsky, great finish. But they've only got one point after two matches. They drew at Livingston last week, yeah. losing to Celtic. Is that a bad start to the season for Aberdeen? Well, I'm going to um, um, quote Barry Robson here. Okay. He said yesterday, I applaud the performance against Celtic because it's one of the best performances that we've had against Celtic in years. And I think he's right. So I think you can take a lot of positives from that. Nobody expected Aberdeen to win yesterday. You might have given him a wee sneak of a chance of possibly squeezing out a draw. But when you see that performance... I thought they were very, very good and unlucky and two horrendous mistakes cost them. And the reason they concede the third is because they're pushing for an equaliser. Yeah. So all in all, I think that Aberdeen can take a lot of positives from that. I still think they need more sign-ins. I still think they need a wee bit more quality. But what I would say is, is that Clark's in the middle, great wee player, and Duke and Miofsky are going to cause defences problems all through the season. Yeah. So yeah, I think they'll be all right, and they'll definitely be in the top six. It'll be interesting to see how they cope with Europe and the domestic front. But all in all, I think Aberdeen were very good yesterday. Let's move on to Hearts then. At Tynecastle yesterday, goalless between Hearts and Kilmarnock. So a really good start for Kilmarnock. Beating Rangers, going to Tynecastle and getting a point. Derek McInnes will be chuffed the bits with that. I said last week after they beat Rangers 1-0, I think that Kilmarnock are probably favourites for uh, top six place. Based on that performance last week, I said it last week on the show, I was so impressed with them. And I liked some of their sign-ins. And then yesterday against Hearts at Tynecastle, do you know we only, we only had one shot on target? Yes. 
We only had one shot on target. And again... Oh, I come to these things prepared, you Okay, so <laughs> Kilmarnock turned up and not only did they put in a fantastic defensive display, but they also caused us problems at the other end. And Clark made more saves than the Kilmarnock goalkeeper at Tynecastle. So Derek McInnes has done his homework. And to think that they've played at the start of the season, Rangers, and then go to Hearts and not concede a goal, that's phenomenal. So well done, Kilmarnock and Derek McInnes. What about Hearts, though? Poor. We were poor. We lacked ideas. We lacked pace. We looked a bit better when Forrest came on and our new signing Vargas. Mm -hmm. uh, they injected a wee bit of pace in there. We're lacking creativity. Now, Lowry, again, was very good, but it's like he's on another wavelength to everybody else. He's miles well, ahead of everyone. He, in case you missed this last week, he actually saved Scottish football last week. So yeah, you reminded me of Zico from the 1982 World Cup. Zico from the 1982 World, World Cup. Cup do, yeah. do, do you think Zico, uh, at his peak, would have been able to score against Kilmarnock at home? Well, Zico isn't Zico if he doesn't have his teammates around him helping him. You, I mean, you, you think you think Zico, he was made by everyone well, around about him? Well, well here, here's a great example for so, you. Right? So Zico was wait, 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 actually wait, wait, a terrible wait, wait, player. Wait, 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 wait. Here's the example for you, right? Here's a perfect example for you. Forget the World Cup last year, right? Mm -hmm. Lionel Messi, best player on the planet. Yeah, He turned up and played for Argentina. The Argentina fans hated him because he, he never played for them. He never turned up. And do you know why he never turned up? And he never put in a performance? Because the players around him weren't as good as what he was playing with Barcelona. And that's my point. Lowry's like Messi. He's like Zico. You need the right players around you to help you score the goals and to help you create those goals. It's I mean, all very well I, you seeing a pass, but, th but it's, it's, all, wait, wait, it's all very well for you seeing that pass. I think but it's if the players break. around you aren't as clever or as intelligent to identify where to make the run to get the pass, then you're just running around in circles. I think it's widely accepted that that Argentina team haven't, or they weren't as good as previous Argentina teams if you're to look at them on paper. Yeah, but you, you're suggesting that Zico was a one-man team. Well, Lionel Messi's a one-man team, but he was rubbish for Argentina. I, I'm, I'm not suggesting right. that. I need anyway, my, 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 my point has been proven. <laughs> yes, Lionel Messi went on and won the Copa America, and he won the, 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 the that trophy thing in South America. That was before the World Cup. Uh, that's what I'm saying, but they'd won that for the first time in decades as well, and then they won the World Cup. Mm. But before that... Even the Argentina fans would be really annoyed and angry at Lionel Messi because they felt he wasn't pulling his weight right. the way that he does for Barcelona. Right. That's the point I'm making. So let's just move on because we're not talking about Messi and and No, that. but you, you're the one who compared Alex Lowry to Zico. <laughs> and I said Zico probably would have had a bigger impact at his peak when he was playing Kilmarnock. <laughs> that that was that was just my point. You and who is Lowry going to be next week? This week it's Messi. Last week it was Zico. Who is it going to be next week? Maradona. Maradona <laughs> next week. Right, we'll find out what happens. Then we'll have Joe, uh, not Jody Cruyff. What's his name? Jody Cruyff. That's Johan Cruyff's wife, presumably. <laughs> Johan oh, Cruyff. No, was it his son that played for Man United? Jody. Jordy. Jordy. Oh, Jordy. Yeah, not Jody. <laughs> No, I mean, I'd much rather be Johan Cruyff than Jordi yeah, Cruyff. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. no, yes. alive. But. Who's Jordi Cruyff? Uh, Jordi Cruyff is somebody you've made up in your head, Jordan, okay. I, I believe. Uh, let's move on to the final game of the weekend, and it finished <laughs> Motherwell 2, Hibs 1 at Motherwell's rampage towards third place, continues at pace, and it was another impressive win yesterday, another good result for Motherwell. They have started the season well, a draw up at Dundee last week, and Stuart Kettlewell, since he's come in as Motherwell manager, has completely turned that club around. What a phenomenal job that boy's doing. And I laughed at you last week when we made it, well, during the preview Two show, weeks, yeah. 
when you said, I quite fancy Motherwell to be the best of the rest. And what a start to the season. Yep. Brilliant. I mean, very good against Dundee at Dens Park. What a win against Hips, who were flying on Thursday night. Phenomenal on Thursday night. They weren't flying or phenomenal yesterday. No, but that's my point. But, but, but that's what I'm saying. They were so good on Thursday. I expected Hibs to get something from this game. Now, it might be that Hibs have got their mind on this glamour tie against Aston Villa should they get through Luzerne um, during the week in the Europa Conference League. But yeah, fair play to Motherwell and Kettlewell. What a job he's done because he came in. Um, did he not just come in on a short-term deal? Yeah. And he did such a good job to give him the gig full-time. So, listen, plaudits to Stuart Kettlewell. Great win for them yesterday. And in terms of Hibs, no wins, no points, no. but they have scored three goals. So it looks like that's not going to be a problem. They did make a lot of changes yesterday. They did. Like, Johan was on the bench, for yeah. example, um, who I really like. And I think maybe they've got a wee eye on Thursday night. They and have. You know, they, they will, I think Hibs will be fine. I do think Hibs and will I be top six as well. I still, I, yeah, I agree. With you. I, still, I still think Hibs will be top six despite their poor start to the campaign, but they do like they've got goals in that team and they're a huge threat going forward. Defensively, though, still mm. questions to be asked. Problems. Right, let's drop down into the championship. Do we have to? Yes, we do. We need to spin through all oh, the yeah. results. So, Dundee United was a good result. Eh? Uh, I would, if somebody had offered, in fact, we were on air on Saturday. And Steve Cowan, our co-host, was there and he predicted a 1-1 draw and I said, I would take that right now. So as a Dunfermline fan, you're 1-0 up in the 95th minute, you're happy we're 1-1? No, absolutely not. I'm absolutely spewing at the fact that Dundee United scored. It was it was a cracking strike, actually, by Kujo. But, I mean, I think it's just one of those total kicks in the stomach. But if we're going to Tanadice and coming away disappointed that we've only got a point, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Good start to the season, four points. I agree with you. Uh, a tough tie against Airdrie on the opening day, who beat Partick Thistle yes. on Saturday, so they are absolutely no bugs, uh, no mugs, I should say, coming from behind to beat Thistle as well. Uh, Air United picking up their first three points of the season, beating Inverness by a goal to Inverness. I think Billy Dodds is probably going to be under pressure sometime soon. Now, I, there was a lot of mumbling and grumbling about Billy Dodds last season, but then obviously got to the Scottish Cup final. They just missed out on the yeah. playoffs, but they've not started this season well. They were honking in the League Cup, and that is, you know, no points from two matches. He's so such far. a nice guy, Billy Dodds. He did a great job last year. I know they missed out in the playoffs, but they got to the Scottish Cup final. Yeah, they had a decent run to get there, and that's probably what saved his job, as you kind of hinted at. So, yeah, I think he's not got much time left if he doesn't turn the results around, which Qu is a shame. Queen's Park, the only team in the championship with a 100% winning record. They are both by two goals to one. Uh, Queen's Park, though, bearing in mind their start to the season was Inverness and Arbroath, who appear to be two of the weaker teams yes. in the league. So we'll see what happens over the next few weeks, but a cracking start for their new manager as well. And Wraith Rovers beating Morton by three goals to two. Morton were 2-0 down, got it back to 2-2, then Wraith Rovers score again. 3-2 they play Hibs in the League Cup next Sunday I think it is Sunday it is yes and the week after that they come to East End Park for the first Fife Derby of the oh, season oh brilliant so some big matches over the next couple of weeks see before you move on to League 1 and League 2 I'm just reading here breaking news Saudi Arabian side Al Halal have just agreed a deal to sign Neymar from PSG on a two year deal for £86 million Neymar is off to Saudi Arabia that's that incredible. Is, that's incredible. I know. I, I, and to think that probably PSG will sign Alex Lowry now to replace him. <laughs> uh, right. League One. 
Let's move on. Uh, Sterling, 100% winning record so far. And uh, they beat Aloha on Saturday, which I guess is a wee local derby. And Aloha finished the game with 10 men as well. Uh, that was Aloha who won last week. I think I'm right in saying. Uh, two defeats from two from Annan. Uh, they got beat 3-1 by Montrose on Saturday. First three points of the season for Montrose. Uh, Cove 2, Falkirk 2. A 96th minute equaliser for Falkirk. Producer John is a Falkirk fan. Can you sum it up in one sentence for us? John it was never a penalty <laughs> okay that's fine two, two, uh, but do you know what that shows that you're a title contender when you're away from home battling qualities is what you need to win a title and to be 2-1 down in the 96th minute to get an equaliser it shows their credentials no you are right and you know, but you know what's more important when it comes to winning titles go on having more points than anyone else and Falkirk have actually been rubbish at that over the last few years <laughs> you know I can't cut your mic Stephen <laughs> right Edinburgh City 1 Queen of the South 2 a comeback win uh, for Marvin Bartley and uh, Kelly Hart's going down 2-0 at home to Hamilton I think there was a bit of a gulf um, in the two teams yes. there so Hamilton uh, have had a decent start to the season as well so uh, there we are uh, let's finally go on to League 2 at the weekend how and did my team do Stranraer who have tipped for the title Stranraer I'll tell you about Stranraer on Saturday they got a man sent off after 9 minutes oh, Okay, and they drew 1-1 at home to East Fife that's a good result. Not bad at all. Very so good. Played, Happy with that. They played 81 minutes with 10 men on Saturday. Still managed to get a point at home. It was a goalless draw between Peterhead and Stenhouse. We are same at four for an Elgin. Not much happening there. Uh, the Spartans uh, getting a draw against Dumbarton. 1-1 it was then. And Clyde are struggling. Uh, coming down from League One under Jim Duffy. And they lost 2-0 at home to Bonnie Rig Rose on Saturday. So there you are. That is all the results from the weekend. Let's go and now discuss all of the refereeing decisions in VRWTF. Let's do it. Right. That time of week where we go through all the VAR decisions. Now, generally, we are quite supportive of VAR. I think that's fair to say, Ewan. Like, well, you know, yeah. generally, they get more decisions right than they get wrong. Agreed. Okay? Totally, 100%. And you know what's I, interesting? I, I, thought, I, I thought last week was good. Yeah. Generally speaking, I thought they were good last week. You know what's interesting? And you and I discussed this, and we'll just start with it, because this is where I'm going. I didn't realise there was no goal line technology anymore. We found that out after the Dundee St. Mirren game. Yes. That there was no goal line technology. Now, it's inconclusive, I think. Rubbish. I think it's inconclusive because you you, you could see at the um, the World Cup that Japan game against Germany. Yep. It looks like it's over the line, but actually, when you look at it from the other angle, it wasn't. The majority of the people on my Twitter page and also my Facebook page agree with you. That's inconclusive, right? Yeah. So the majority think that that's inconclusive. So just explain the, the what happened basically. So there was a situation in the box. The ball was bouncing around. The St Mirren player has a strike at goal. Yeah, it was Grieve, yeah. Grieve with a strike at goal. Shaughnessy is actually behind the line. The Dundee defender is behind the line. Sticks out a leg to kick the ball away. And in my opinion... That's as clear a goal as you'll ever see. And how you or anyone else can say that's inconclusive is beyond me. There is a goal well, there if, 100%. If you'd listened to what I'd said there. No, no. Well, I'm, let me, can I just read out a couple of um, the messages that, that came through on this? Yeah. Which, again, just to balance Unless it up, Unless these right? messages are from Hawkeye, then I'm no, not no, interested. No, no, but everyone's got an opinion on it. Right, so let me, let me okay, give you... Right, so Ryan Loudrop... <laughs> and his, his, his profile picture is Brian Loudrop so I'm guessing his name's Ryan but his second name is definitely not Loudrop he just is a fan of Loudrop he thinks it's a goal and here's his reasons 
The reason is because the crossbar shadow is on the pitch, meaning the light source is slightly behind the goal. The shadow of the ball is 98% across the line, which means the ball is further in the goal than the shadow. It's definitely a goal. So he has looked at the time of the day and where the sun was positioned. See, that, the bit, that's no, mental. That's, that's science. That's, are, you, are, you, are you questioning science? Are you questioning science? So when that goal was scored, the sun was there. And the sun was shining down on the goal of that particular... It, it, depend, it depends what, what the time is, what the angle of the but sun Ryan, is, where it is in Ryan, the sky. Ryan looked at the time. He just said it. Where the sun was positioned above the football pitch... And where the crossbar was... So Ryan's got his... He's got whatever instrument he's used. SPFL sundial. Whatever it is that, that he uses. He says the shadow of the ball is a cross line, which means the ball is further in the goal than the shadow. And if you look at the crossbar shadow, which is on the pitch, meaning the light source is slightly behind the goal. And he's right. The sunlight was directly behind the goal. And do you know how I know that? I asked Jamie Langfield, the goalkeeping coach at St Mirren. And I, I, had, a, I had a chat with him about the and sun. A, a sun. big astrologer. So, <laughs> so I had a long conversation with Jamie Langfield, the St Mirren goalkeeper. Yep. Right, he was on the bench. Yeah. Right. I said, "Where was the sun?" He goes, "It was directly above the goal." Right. But he also said that he believes it was a goal. He would say that being a St Mirren coach. Yeah. Right. He he also said that VAR spent a couple of minutes looking at the video footage. And like you were saying, said it was inconclusive. They couldn't come to us. Jamie Langfield, decision. the referee explained to them after the game, it was inconclusive, right? So the referee and you and everybody else think it's inconclusive. Here's another point that was made by Frank. From that position, it's inconclusive whether the ball is 100% over the line. So it's a no goal for me. Remember, even the great measurement of a ball here comes into play here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why you can't give it. Yep. Because yeah, it's that I, I inconclusive. Don't, I, I don't think you can give it if you aren't 100% sure. But, but my... <laughs> John! Yes, you I say it's a goal. Stephen says it's not. You've got the final vote. <sighs> well, there's three of us here. So, there, there's some, so one it's of us is really, right. I mean, it's really, really hard. I, I'm, I'm not asking you for science, your opinion. I just right, want a yes okay. or a no. Uh, and where the sun is. The sun I, is I, above the goal. <laughs> the sun is above the goal. Excellent. Uh, good analysis, Ewan. I am going to say, yes, it was a goal, there I think. Go. Yeah. So there we, go. there we go. That's it. It has anything. been decided. St Mirren should have been awarded a third goal to kill the game off. And when they don't get that goal, there's always a risk at Dundee getting an equaliser. And then that becomes even more of a controversy. And can I also point out as well, which like you, many people on my Twitter page were shocked, stunned, and quite embarrassed that we don't have goal line technology. Everybody thought because we had VAR, that included goal line technology, and did, it doesn't. Did we have goal line technology you at get one it, stage? You get it in cup games only. That's bizarre. You only get it at Hamden for the semi-finals and the final, but you don't have it in the league games. That's very bizarre. Now, can you imagine... Now, I know this is uh, the example we always give. Can you imagine that happens in the first Old Firm game of the season? That Shaughnessy clearing off the line incident. Can you imagine that? I mean, it would just be... Get out of Dodge. Leave. I know, I know, but that's why I'm saying you can't 100%. Mate, it's a goal. Here's my argument to that right then. What's the argument when there's like a tight offside decision? Benefit of doubt to the attacking team, yes or no? No, but that's... No, I'm asking you a question. Is that not what no, is believed? No. Yeah, no. it is. No. Yeah, it is. Every pundit, of, every of, footballer says it's all about goals. But is v the game not about goals? But VAR... 
takes that element out of it because you can see quite clearly whether it's yes or no. But they've made the lines thicker now, so, <laughs> so they're, they are giving more of an advantage to the attacking team. But isn't the game of football about scoring goals? Yeah. But, see when, but, it's, but it's also about defending and not conceding goals. Yeah, I know, but see that incident with Dundee versus St Mirren. If it's more likely to be a goal, you give it. No, absolutely not. You say you, can, you can't if, give if, that under any circumstances. If, and if they'd given that, you'd have been sat here going today, that was never a goal. No, if they'd given it, then I would have trusted that they would 100% known that you it was now over the trust VAR and yeah. the people that run VAR in this country. Our referees are competent enough. That's what you're telling me. If we had goal-line technology. Oh, oh yeah, you can't dispute that. That's, yeah. like, that's like Hawkeye. But that, exactly. But we don't have it. We use VAR. Yes, yeah, so therefore... And VAR showed it was a goal. And then, therefore... They looked at it for two minutes. How can they not give a goal? And then, therefore, we can still dispute it because we don't know for certain. Do you know what? I hope something like that happens in the Old Firm game. Let's see what they do then. Okay, well, we'll find out what happens. Uh, right, penalty in that game as well. It was a pull on Ashcroft that led to the penalty. Uh, what was he thinking? Missed. Yeah, it was a But I also thought Ashcroft went down a bit easy. He felt yes. a wee tug in the jersey. If somebody tugged me like that on Socky Hall Street, I'm not falling to the floor. Rangers versus Livingston. Sefuentes handball and the goal disallowed as a result. Yes. I'm, I'm still confused about the handball situation. Did you see the handball in the Liverpool-Chelsea game yesterday? Yes. Right. Would you have given a penalty for that? I don't know. Because <laughs> I, I, I was like, oh, that looks like a penalty. Because his hand's up like that. His hand's up like that and it hits his hand and it goes out for the corner. Aye. Or it just goes past the post. Correct. And I was like, well... I thought he was going to give a penalty. And when he didn't, I was like, oh. And the reason they didn't give the penalty, they've come out and said this morning, uh -huh. is because his hand was in by his chest. It wasn't out the way. So he wasn't flicking his hand out. His hand was being moved into his chest. So he's moving it inwards and not outwards. Right. So that's why he didn't give the penalty. So when Conor Golson in the Ranger Celtic game last year handballed up but, here. No, he didn't handball up there. He did. No, he, he didn't. Like no, he didn't. It he wasn't did. above his head. It was above his, his head. His hand was not above his head. You like to think that it was above his head. It wasn't. I'll, it find, wasn't. I'll find a picture. What? Oh, uh, so the, the picture's conclusive then, is it? Well, you were just saying that you need to. You need to be. You need to be. You need to be definite with these things. But Stephen, if I'm firing a ball at your face, where's your hands going? Yeah. Where's Where's your hands going? If I'm throwing a ball at your face, what are you doing? No, but that guy yesterday. I mean, I mean, Ewan. That's not a penalty. That's why Goldson wasn't a penalty last year. That's not my point. Because it was moved in his chest, you can't give the penalty. It was. It was above his head. It was. It was up here. Stephen, I'm going to. I'm looking at a picture. Right. I'm asking you again. If I throw a ball at your face. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm going like that. Oh, exactly. Right, move on. Right, so it wasn't... You just said that... No, I says I was expecting you, them to give a penalty, but I wouldn't have given it. That's my point. <laughs> because no. he moved his hand into his chest. Yeah. But that's he's moving it in, he's not moving okay. outwards. Fair enough. That's fine. So anyway, the Sifuente is one. Uh, no. Right. Okay. Yes. What was? What am I saying, Naughty? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's just move on. Uh, Aberdeen versus Celtic. We already touched on this earlier on, so Abada's goal was ruled offside. Correct decision. Uh, but obviously, we know now, using VAR, that it was the incorrect decision, and it was also given as a goal. Uh, Should Motherwell, never have been given as a goal. Motherwell versus... What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Motherwell versus Hibbs. Slattery brought down by fish in the box, but no penalty given. Uh, there was also a Casey handball resulting in the penalty. Yeah, all good. Uh, uh, all good with that. All good, good with that. Okay. And Hearts called Marnock, Shanklin brought down by Stuart Finlay. As much as I'd love to have got a penalty there, no. Nah. Okay, well that rounds off VARWTF. So let us move on to the next part, which is getting something in the bin in <laughs> Scottish football. Here we go. 
The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Right, okay. Time to put something in the bin on Scottish football. Yeah, I put something in the bin last week and I put plastic pitches into the bin. And then yes. after I had said that, we then ran a poll on our Twitter page. Yes, we did. Remember, it's at Big Football Scott. If you want to follow us there, you can get us on Facebook and Instagram as well. Just search for the Big Scottish Football Podcast. And but thousands of people cast their votes. Yes, we did. So, producer John, may we have a drum roll, please? Let's do it. Here we go. I can reveal. Yeah. That the poll to put plastic pitches in the bin in Scottish football with a whopping 82.6% of the vote. They are going in the bin. They're going in the bin. There we are. I'm surprised it wasn't higher. Do you think? And there we are, it's going in the bin. And I think that's the right decision. I think Scottish football fans across this country are sick and tired of the pish we get on a plastic pitch. Time for them to be in the bin. Here is my nomination for what's going in the Scottish footballing bin this week. I'm curious to know what this is. It's a question. For who? It's a question that I'm putting in the bin. A question that we all have been asked. We have all been asked. And hands up. I've been guilty of it as well, particularly with you. But you'll have noticed, this season, I haven't done it. Okay? Go on. And that question is, but who do you really support? <laughs> okay. I've heard it already about a million times. Now, I have used that to comic effect with you. But yes. I decided a few weeks ago that I'm actually stop. I'm going to stop doing that. Because I know you're a Hearts fan. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to make you recite, I went to Tingcastle High School and... And mate, mate, and do John I sound Robinson. like that? I mean, genuinely, do you, when you hear my John voice, Cahoon, mate. is that when you hear my voice, that's what you hear? Yes, I know you're a Hearts fan, mm-hmm. right? So if if I ever say to you again, I but you know, like, are you really a Hearts fan? Yeah. If I ever say that again, you have permission to put me in the bin. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. So I, I'm brilliant. Giving, I'm giving you that that Fantastic. power and that privilege. And the reason this sort of I've decided to nominate that question. I but who do you really support? Uh huh. Is because our very own Gordon Duncan was on Sky Sports yesterday. He did a great job uh-huh. as anchor at the Aberdeen versus Celtic match. Very good. And he put a wee post up last night on Twitter and stuff. And he was getting lots of people saying lots of nice messages mm-hmm. and saying, oh, you did great, Gordon. Great to see you doing that, blah, blah, blah. He will be back on Clyde One Super Scoreboard tonight. Don't worry about that. Um, but then there was also, oh, I bet you are crying because your team... Your team won or your team lost. Who do you really support? Uh And I was just like, it's just the worst question in the world because you know what? The world does not revolve (laughs) around Celtic and Rangers. I get if you're a Celtic and Rangers fan, then your world will. But for like, the first time I ever hosted Super Scoreboard was probably about coming up four years ago. Gordon was off. And Gordon again put a really nice tweet out saying, I'm off for the next couple of nights. Stephen Mill's going to be looking after things. Be nice to him. He's a Dunfermline fan. He really is a Dunfermline fan. I don't know what school he went to. Right? (laughs) (laughs) And the amount of abuse that I got just from that tweet, Mm -hmm. just saying, oh, well, he looks like a Rangers fan (laughs) or he looks like a Celtic fan. And I was just like, how can people not comprehend that we support other teams? It's just mind-blowing. 
See, I wouldn't put that in the bin, and you know why I wouldn't put it in the bin? This is my reasons for not putting it in the bin. Is because I find it quite funny that people can be quite... What's the word I'm looking for? They can get upset. Ob upset, up obsessive, yeah. and they can be quite... Here's the thing, right, with, with it, and I've had it throughout my career working on football shows throughout the years, whether it be the big start of the football show with you, whether it be in real radio days, etc. I have been accused of being a Celtic This critic. is the real football phone-in with you and Cameron really? and Alan Ruff. Really? Call now on 0845 really? 100 2101. Aye, thanks for that, John. I, I, um, I don't mind it now because you're never, ever going to escape that. You have to have a preference, whether it be Rangers or Celtic. And I have made the mistake over the years of coming out and supporting Rangers and supporting Celtic because I have always supported both those clubs and Hibs for that matter when they're in Europe. And when you do that and when there's video footage of you celebrating a Celtic goal at Boa Vista, there's video footage of me celebrating Larson scoring that goal to get them to a UEFA Cup final. Everyone thinks I'm a Celtic fan because of that. And then that died down and then I was a Rangers fan when they got to the UEFA Cup final in 2008. And then when I chased Steven Gerrard around Ibrox and I was praising Rangers to the hilt for signing Steven Gerrard as their new manager, within seconds of me saying what a brilliant signing that is for Scottish football, I was accused of being a Rangers fan. So my point is this, you'll never get rid of it. It's never going to go away. And I find it quite funny that people are so blinkered in their views that they can't see beyond their own two teams. And I get it more from Celtic fans than I do from Rangers fans. Celtic fans are convinced, absolutely convinced, that I'm a Rangers man through and through. And I, and I think it's all because of the Steven Gerrard thing. And that's because I'm a Liverpool fan. So I'll never escape it now. I now know that I'm going to be known as a Rangers fan. And that's just not going to go away at any point, anytime soon. So yeah, Rangers, come on, win the league. <laughs> <laughs> but, joke! See, it's a joke! It's a joke! Now, you're a lot longer... So, but you want to put that in the bin? I want to put that in the bin because I just find it... I, I just find it pathetic. Like, it is like, 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 Gordon's a Motherwell fan. Oh, yeah, through like, and through. Gordon is 100% a Motherwell fan. 100%. I, I don't know what else... But see, but, 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 but just to follow that up, right, and I'm not going to name names because it's not up to me to do so. I've worked in football a number of years, and I know a lot of the media people that have worked in football over the years, right? And I mean a lot of them. Back in the I old know, days... I, I know what you're going to say here. Late 90s, into the 90s, some really big names, well-known characters who worked in the media who hid behind, and I'm not talking Chick Young here because he is a St Mirren fan, right? I'm talking about other individuals who were working in the media who hid behind a smaller club, whether it be an Airdrie or whatever it might be, and you deep down, they were either Rangers fans or Celtic fans. And that's rubbish as well. Yeah, I know, but, 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 but a lot of the, but the thing is... Because you'd get a lot more respect. But that's what's led to that, that question being asked. Totally. Because they know, and a lot of football fans know, there's a lot in the Scottish media who pretend to be something that they're not. Yes. And that is annoying. So you can understand why that question gets asked. Because, unfortunately, the Scottish media, and a lot of them, didn't have the balls to say who they supported and who they were backing. Mm -hmm. Which, is, for me, is just a fucking disgrace. Totally. You are who you are. Mm -hmm. Be proud of it. Admit it. But you, in, in Scotland, not. I think, and this is, and I've always said this, and I remember having an argument with somebody who worked in a newspaper who I knew supported Rangers, right? But would never admit that he was a Rangers man. And I said to him, I goes, 
but don't you think there'd be a lot more respect for you from both sides mm -hmm. if you came out and just says, look, I'm a Rangers man and I was a Rangers man when I was a wee boy, blah, 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 blah. Because what you've done by not admitting to who you support, it leads to conspiracies. It leads to you're against us or what you're trying to hide and blah, blah, blah. So I think that Scottish media generally have made a mistake over the years by not saying who they really are as people, which is why there's a distrust in our Scottish football media. No, I think you're totally right. Yeah, absolutely. Not often I agree with you, but I, I genuinely, like, I think that the people who came before us oh, have a lot to answer for. 100%. And so you're, many. you're totally right. There's people who will just never believe that you're not a Rangers fan. Yeah. They'll never believe that I'm a Dunfermline fan. I mean, Hold on a minute. Did you just say I'm a Rangers fan? You just said I'm a Rangers fan. John, did he just say I was a Rangers fan? No, I didn't. That's no, a slip of the say, tongue. I didn't say that. I said there's lots of people who don't believe that you aren't a Rangers fan. Oh, sorry, got you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But listen, I... And, and I, I just think that, like, you're, you've been doing this longer than I have, but I just think it's, like... In any, in any way, what does it matter? What does it matter who someone supports? No, but, 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 what I'm saying, but the point I was making, Stephen, the reason that it matters, and I think they've got a point, is because there has been a lot of skullduggery going on and, and, and hiding who you are. Mm -hmm. So if you can't even come out and tell us what team you support, I can't trust anything that you say or write about. No, I, I completely... Because is there a hidden agenda there? Yeah. What? Who are you? What are you? And I think once you have that, ingrained within the Scottish media as it was back in the day, and I'm only talking 20 years ago, then that's just going to live on. And mm -hmm. it has lived on. It continues to live on. Look at BBC Radio Scotland. You look at all the pundits that are on there. There's been questions asked of them for years, and I'm still not sure who supports who or who supports what. But I am aware that there's certain people in, in, in BBC Radio Scotland who are saying they support one team when they're really supporters of another team. And it's the same in the Scottish written press as well. So you, 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 I think that they're to blame and not us because we've been very honest from the get-go mm -hmm. of who we support. Um, and I like when Rangers and Celtic do well in Europe because when I was working on the football phone and I got to go on all these fantastic trips to, <laughs> yeah, to Lisbon. Yeah, you got to, to go on the jollies. <laughs> yeah, the jollies exactly. in Germany, you know, in Spain and exactly. going to Celta Vigo and going to Villarreal, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, or seeing them play Man United and that. So that's that's fine. You've you've offered a counter-argument yeah. and I, I agree with the sort of stuff that went before us, but I still think... They should go in the, the bin. The question of who do you really support? should still be put in the bin. So in 2023, you think that question should not be asked? I, but you understand why it was asked years ago? Yes, I think... I actually generally think people are more open now than they used to be. Oh, no, I, I'd agree with that. 100%. And then, see, before when I used to ask the question, and you could see them, like, going, <gasps> panicking. Mm -hmm. I'd ask former players, managers, what team you support, which team you support, and they'd try and hide it. See, nowadays, you ask them, they just tell you. Yeah. Which is great. And I like that the likes of Chris Sutton and Chris Boyd and all that don't try and be balanced. Be who you are. Mm -hmm. If you want Rangers to pump Celtic, brilliant. If you want Celtic to pump Rangers, tell it. I've got more respect for you that way. So, now, I don't agree with everything that Chris Sutton says, and I have a bit of banter with him on Twitter, right? But he is so, like, got the, the green spectacles on, he's got the blinkers on, but he doesn't wind up as well. And he can also be balanced from time to time. And Chris Boyd is the exact same. He wants Rangers to go out there and absolutely hammer Celtic. Brilliant. Great, because I know who you are and I know what you stand for and I know who you want to win. And that goes for both Celtic and Rangers fans in the media just now. So I want more of that. Okay, right. I think that's a separate thing. Yes. 
But I think you're right. In 2023, that question, who do you really support, needs to go in the bin. For that point of view, from where we sit today, yeah. is a great question. I agree with you, and it should be in the bin. Because I, I just, I was just reading, it's pathetic. I was just reading through the replies to Gordon's tweet yesterday, and it just yeah, annoyed I, me a wee bit. I, I agree with you. Because I was like, Gordon was very good, and then people just can't see the fact that... No, well, totally. He supports Motherwell. So that that's that's what is my nomination for going in the bin I like this it. week. You can have your say. We'll get it up on Twitter, at BigFootballScott. You can vote now, and we will bring you the results next week on the show. Right, time for some conspiracy theories. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Ewan Cameron, you have yet another conspiracy theory for us, do you not? Yes, so what we're going to do each week here on the Big Saturday... No, the Big Scottish Football Podcast. That's for the weekend, remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Big Scottish Football Podcast. We are going to look at some of the conspiracy theories in Scottish football and not always within Scottish football. <laughs> no. What we did was... And um, actually, actually, do you know what? So can we go back to start that? Could you actually just fire off the um, X-Files theme? That's a better way to do it. Ah, yeah. So can we... Sorry, mate. It's us another wee edit for you. Can we just start that again? So you said... I was, you? I was going to actually just bring it in near you and then you fucked it. Oh, sorry, <laughs> actually bud. just about to bring it in. Well, just fire the bed off because he's right, done right. the intro. Just fire off and that's your wee edit. Just go straight to the music. Oh, no, because then I'll be a cut. All right. Okay, what, mate, let me just... Right. There won't be a cut unless you want. No, because Stephen says let's do a conspiracy theory. Boom, bring in the X Files. Right. I'll start again. Okay, thanks for that, Ewan. Right, here we go. Okay, I love a conspiracy theory. You do, yes. It's something that I like to watch on the telly. It's something I watch on YouTube. All manner of conspiracies. Do you know Loch Ness, the Bigfoot, ne Neil Armstrong? Didn't he walk on the moon when he went to the moon? He didn't. They were, in fact, all the people who walked on the moon were allowed to take something and leave it on the moon. And Neil Armstrong never revealed what he left on the moon. He only told one person, and obviously Neil Armstrong's dead now. Yeah. So we're not going to ask him. And nobody knows what Neil Armstrong left on the moon. I wasn't aware of that. Mm -hmm. What are you suggesting? Is that he didn't leave anything on the moon because he didn't go to the no, moon? No, there are various theories, and some of them are perfectly yeah. plausible. But I think... Um, you know, I like conspiracy theories. Yeah, as well. we 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 are um, doing football conspiracy theories. But before we get to that, do you believe we walked on the moon? Yes. Do you? Yeah. See, I like some of the evidence that's coming forward right now about why we didn't walk on the moon. But we're not going to get in that just now. No, we're not. So there are literally hundreds and hundreds of conspiracy theories in the world of football, not just Scottish football, but in the world of football that we all love and adore. And, and we, we'll get we, through some of them. We will, and we aren't restricting this to just Scottish football. No, definitely not. But we are today. So last week it was about Dunfermline and Rangers at Ibrox. Last day of the season. Uh, today, we're going to go back to May 3rd, 1986. Dundee versus Hearts at Dens Park. St Mirren versus Celtic at Love Street. Celtic won the league that day and became champions in one of the closest finishes in Scottish league history. On the final day of the season, Hearts were leading Celtic by two points. So back in the day, it was two points a win, mm -hmm. one point for a draw. So Hearts were two points clear. A draw against Dundee would have won us the league. But Dundee beat us by two goals to nil. Celtic beat St Mirren by five goals to nil. And Celtic had to win by three goals or more, depending on what was going on at Dundee versus Hearts. Right? So, before we get to the conspiracy... Dundee versus Hearts, first half, nil-nil. 
So Hearts go into the dressing room knowing that if they draw the game, they're going to win the title. So as it stands at half-time, Hearts are winning the title. No matter what goes on at Love Street, Hearts are winning the title. Half-time at Love Street, St Mirren versus Celtic. Celtic going at half-time. They're 4-0 up. They've done their job. They're doing their job, but there's nothing they can do about Dundee versus Hearts because as it stands, at half-time, Hearts are winning the league. Celtic have scored four goals in the opening 35 minutes of that first half. Goals from Brian McClare, two from Morris Johnson, and one from Paul McStay. They're cruising. They're coasting to victory. They then scored a fifth in the second half. Mm -hmm. Then Albert Kidd for Dundee scores two late goals to kill our dreams of winning a league title for the first time since 1960. Do you know what's very interesting, just as a wee side point? On Saturday night, I was in a pub back home mm -hmm. called The Village Inn. And there was a guy who was there called Gary Eggle. Right. And you know the famous picture of the Hearts fan? Crying. Crying. Yeah. That's him. That's him? I was with him on Saturday night. How Saturday weird is that? Night. Yeah, totally. So that's what happened. Albert Kidd scores a couple of late goals. League title is so, Celtic. So what's the conspiracy? Is that St Mirren rolled over. Okay. handed the game to Celtic to score the goals they needed mm -hmm. right it's in Hearts hands doesn't matter how many goals Celtic score as long as we don't get beat we win the league title yeah so that conspiracy has been around for years and then in 2012 it was reignited again when Sandy Clark did an interview with the Daily Record now Sandy Clark was a striker that day at Dens Park when mm -hmm. Hearts played Dundee when we lost the league title and Sandy Clark said he doesn't do conspiracy theories. However, the former Hearts striker is adamant the circumstances that saw Celtic snatch the Premier Division title in 1986 on goal difference still don't add up for him. And he goes on to say, this okay. is in 2012, it's my belief, and I know a lot of people who feel the same way, that the collective team effort from the St Mirren team could have been a lot better that day. I have spoken to one St Mirren player from that day, I know he gave it his all, but he confirmed to me there were some in the St Mirren team who had not exactly been good professionals that day. Now, he didn't name any names, but this former St Mirren player said that some weren't as professional as they should have been. They were happy to see Celtic win, says Sandy Clark. I'm not saying anyone went out to throw the game, but when the news filtered through Dundee were winning, I think there was less and less resistance in certain areas of the pitch. That's what Sandy Clark felt on the day that he played. I suppose the St Mirren players are the only ones who can really tell us what went on at Love Street that afternoon. Now, what I would say to that, being as a Hearts fan, first of all, I have never, since 1986, watched those goals back that Celtic scored. It's too painful to watch. I haven't seen the Albert Kidd goals. I haven't seen the Celtic goals. Crack and goals. I refuse to watch really it. It's good too team. hurtful to look back at. I can get them up on the screen. Yeah, you, you don't need to bother. Right. What I would say about this, there's a couple of things, and I get why there's a conspiracy theory. I get why Sandy Clark may have some doubts because he's heard it from a St Mirren player who played that day. But what I would say to Sandy Clark and to the Hearts fans who believe there is a conspiracy is this. St Mirren had he hot to play for. I mean, literally nothing to play for. Mm -hmm. Dundee, on the other hand, had the chance to pip Rangers to European football. If Dundee won and Rangers drew, 
Dundee in Europe the following season. They had everything to play for. So that's why it was a more difficult game for Hearts than it was for Celtic. So I'm going to put you in this position, Stephen, right? You're a Dunfermline player, yeah, right? You're playing against Celtic, mm-hmm. right? No, sorry, you're a Dunfermline fan playing yep. for St Mirren. Yep. You're a Dunfermline fan playing for St Mirren. Against Celtic. Against Celtic. And Dunfermline are playing against... I've got this wrong way around. <coughs> no, Dunfermline are playing against Dundee. Dunfermline are playing against Dundee. Yeah. Right. No. No, let's do it the other way around. Right, okay. Right, right. Go for it. <laughs> right. You know what I'm trying to say here, but you're not helping me, are you? No, I'm not going to help you. No. So you're a player, right? I'm and you're a, a player. Du- you're a, you're a player. You're a Dunfermline fan. I, I am a Dunfermline you're fan. You're a Dunfermline yeah. fan. And Dunfermline are going to try and win the league. Okay. Right? But you're playing for... Who are you playing for? I'm playing for... St Mirren you're playing for St Mirren and you want Dunfermline to win the league do you try and I'm playing against Celtic yes and I'm not playing in the Dunfermline Hearts game no Dunfermline Dundee game no and Dunfermline are in the position of Hearts do I try yeah well I don't think it matters well it does it doesn't matter no it does because this whole conspiracy is nonsense but if you're a dumb- it's, it's not no, I, 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 I agree with you I'm not saying it's I, I'm not I, saying it's a daft well let me finish you've spoke for ages and folk are bored um, <laughs> this conspiracy is such a nonsense and I'll tell you the simple reason why go on hearts just should have not got beat I agree with you <laughs> I, I agree with right, you right right so there's no conspiracy hearts well, well, hearts blew it did you not just hear what Sandy Clark said yeah, I'd, I, but, so what? A St Mirren player said to him, there were some players Crap, who might have... I'm just watching the goal. Albert Kidd, great yeah, finish. Okay, I'm not interested. St Mirren players might not have been as professional as they should have been. But it didn't matter. Hearts players weren't as professional as you should have been because they should have just not got beat by Dundee. So we've had two conspiracies in the first two podcasts of the year and we both don't believe either of them. No. And I'm a hearts man. I'd love to think there was more to it, but I don't think there is. There is zero conspiracy in this because, as you said, Dundee still has something to play for. They did. And Dundee were obviously a decent side. They did. Well, Great, and just seen that again. Great finish by Albert. Just a replay there. To make it, that was to make it 2-0. Um, and for Sandy Clark to come out and say, that's just totally sour grapes. 100% sour grapes to Sandy Clark. 2012 now, we said that. I get that he'll be upset as you as you would be. If you're a Hearts fan, a Hearts player, you would be absolutely devastated. But deep down, Sandy Clark, he knows there's no conspiracy and Hearts blew it. If Hearts had just not got beat, like they didn't even need to win. Draw. There's no conspiracy. No. So this sort of like... You're two bites at Cherry, you can either win the game or draw the game. Exactly. And, and then we got the third option. I think to call into question the St Mirren players' professionalism when Hearts could have just been more professional and beaten Dundee, I think that's conspiracy. I agree with you. 
conspiracy done. I agree with you. Right. Should you we get move? in touch anytime at Big Football yes. Scott on Twitter. If you have a conspiracy, we asked out last week and it was a bin fire. So uh, <laughs> we will, I, I won't be wading through it, but John, you will have to wade through that at some point. I'm going point. to help John as well and we'll pick out one conspiracy each week to discuss. And remember, it doesn't need to be from Scottish football. It can be any conspiracy. We can go away and research it yes. if you want as well and then we'll come back to crack and finish. Just another replay, Albert Kidd there. So, um, great I'm not goal. biting. Great goal there. Uh, right, let's move on. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. To the legends, Laurie. Okay, so it was great. We filled up the wheel last week. I'm going to wheel myself across and get it here. So well, what happened to today's legend? Get to that in a wee second. Now, I spun the wheel last week. It landed on former Wraith Rovers, Dundee United, Falkirk defender, Davey Sinclair, who Jimmy Nicholl was once quoted as saying after he won the League Cup final, even Davey Sinclair was crying, and he's so tough, he's got tattoos on his teeth. <laughs> so, by pure fluke and chance, my dad was playing golf, I think, last Wednesday, and bumped in to Mr. Davey Sinclair. So why is he not here? Because he's working away. Away as in out the country? Away, away. Away, away. So we missed him by a week? We missed him. By a week. But we will get Davey on. See, he is going to come on at some point. Hopefully. Okay, good. Hopefully. We, we, I know where he is. Because yeah, I, know, this I, know, I, know, I know where he plays golf. Okay, well this feature will not work if we can't get anybody. Which is why we are going to find a player for you to get for next week. For me to get? For you to get, yes. Well, we don't need to spin the wheel. I'll get Jose Katongo in. No, 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 no. We do need to spin the but wheel. But he's not in the wheel. But it's the Legends Lottery. But he's so not in the wheel. We need to spin the wheel. Do oh, you want okay. me to spin it for you? Yeah, yeah. All right, okay, right. Do you want a big one or a wee one? A, a medium one. A medium one, right. So, like, a big one would be, like... Uh, just do it halfway. Right. Like so, you, so your hand so goes so down like, halfway, yeah. Like, to here? Yes. Okay, right. And how... A lot of force or just a medium bit of force? A medium bit of force. Okay, right, that's fine. Right, here we go. And it'll go, like, so. That, that was right. good. Good hand movement. It's landed on... Who's that? Rogney. Thomas Rogney. <laughs> Are we going to get him? What's he doing with himself now? Does anyone know what Thomas Rogney's doing? That is for you to decide and get next week. Thomas Rogney. If I can't get Thomas Rogney, can I get Jose Katongo? <laughs> Maybe. Because as you said, this feature lives or dies on the fact... We can get people. We can get people. So Thomas Rogney is the person that you need. A lot of people did suggest uh, Jose Katongo on that Twitter post. Yes. And we didn't put him on our list. We do have a space in the wheel now. Davy Sinclair isn't there, however, so we could put Jose on there. Okay, so do. so can I can I get... If I can't get Thomas Rogney, can I get Jose Katongo no, in here No, because that's not the game, That's Ewan. not the game. Right, it's... so what if we can't get Thomas Rogney? We're not going to have another guest that next week. That means you fail. Like Stephen has this week, you fail. Okay, I'll try. Do you I've... want me to tell you where he is at the moment? Yeah, go on. He's playing for Helsingborgs. In Sweden. Is he? And he's 33 years of age. So we'll have to get him on the phone. Well, yeah, we're not flying him in. <laughs> like, <laughs> coming for 20 minutes. Yeah. For the podcast. He signed a contract with Helsingborgs until the end of 2024. <laughs> so he's going to be in wherever Helsingborgs right, is. Right. I'll, I'll get in contact with the Helsingborg PR. Do you know who the Helsingborgs manager is? Who is it? Is it Tommy Dyler? No, uh, he's in Belgium. Um, who was the guy? that perennially got linked to the Scotland job, but never, ever, ever, I don't even think he got an interview, but it was one of those names that came up time and time again, always used to come up for jobs in Scotland as well. Was it the French boy? No, he's Scottish, but I don't think he's ever managed in Scotland. Baxter? 
Stuart Baxter. Aye, is that the, rings a bell. Yes. Is he in charge there? He is the manager of Helsingborg. Okay. Yes. Well, I'll get in contact with the Helsingborg uh, media people and yep. see if we can get a hold of Thomas Rogney for an interview. That would be great. I'll do it. And okay. um, I'll try and um, achieve something that you didn't. Okay, right. It is time oh, for like a this. quiz. Oh, it's a pen. final one of the season. There's a pen there for you. Right, producer John, you are the hostess. The big <laughs> Scottish football podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. You bit trigger happy with that this week, John. That's what I'm going to say. But you are right, the hostess okay. with the mostess when it comes to our quids. It's a penalty shootout. We call it the shootout. Each of us will receive five questions and in a penalty shootout scenario, we'll go back and forth until... The victor is crowned. But there's a twist as well. We can play the top bin card. And that's a harder question, and it'll be worth two points. But we need our quiz master. Producer John, take it away. Hello, do you like the quiz music that I've found? That is quite well, good, actually. Good, that's yeah. quite good, isn't it? Yeah, that is quite good. Yeah, 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 I hope yeah. you've done your research this week because oh, you were pants up, last week. You right. right, you flip in the coin to see who goes first, then. Yeah. yeah. Do you want me to flip it? You flip. No, uh, you flipped it last week. I'll do it. What are you doing? Heads or tails? I'll go... Flip it and then I'll say. No, no. No, flip it and I'll say. What, in the air? Yeah. All right, say it now. Heads. Tails it is. Um, I'll go first. You going first, you in? Yeah. Okay, okay. Right, here we go. We're ready for your questions, you in. Yes. Here we go. And the big shootout on the big Scottish football podcast. Right, you in. Easy one to start you off with. Which club did Jeremy Frimpong leave Celtic to join? Which club... Did Jeremy Frimpong leave Celtic to join? Stephen knows the answer. I can see the smile on his face. Well, it's irrelevant if he knows the answer. Well, it is irrelevant, you, and you're right. You're absolutely right. It's in Germany, isn't it? Aye. You can't stutter on your run-up to the penalty anymore, so you can't stutter when you're giving an answer. Can you give an answer, please? I think it was... Mitch and Gladbach. Yes! I'm that's afraid tough. that's a save, Ewan, because it was Bayern Leverkusen. Okay, okay. Stephen yeah. is up now. Right, Stephen, who is currently second in Scotland's Euro 2024 qualifying group? Who is second in the group for the Euros? Um, who is second in the group? It's a very good question. It's very close. Mm-hmm. I am going to say... Because Norway won their game just after they were from Scotland. I'm going to say it is... <laughs> I don't know. Hey, hey, no stuttering. Georgia? That was a guess. That well totally played, Stephen. Totally there we go. That is 1-0 to Stephen. Okay. Ewan. You are up now. Okay. <sighs> right. Name one of the sc- clubs Scott Arfield played for prior to Rangers. One of the clubs Scott Arfield played for prior to the Rangers. Any club? Any club. Falkirk. North or south of the border. You're saying Falkirk. I'm only kidding you. It's a goal. <laughs> one apiece. Yes. Right. Okay, Stephen, you're up. Name either team Kenny Dalglish managed but never played for. Either team Kenny Dalglish managed but never played for. Newcastle. Newcastle, you're saying... 
Could have gone with Blackburn as well. Could have, could have went with Blackburn as well. Yep, correct, Stephen. Can, can I go top bin? Oh, he's going top bin and trying to make the point back up. Right, okay, Ewan. Yeah, top, top bin. bin question. Are you ready yeah. for this? Uh huh. Who was the last non-old firm player to be the top league scorer at the end of the season? Who was the last old non-old firm player to be top league scorer at the end of the season? I, I, that's a hard one. That's tough. That's it, hard. It's quite recent, by yeah, the no, way. Yeah, no, no. Oh, 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 shut oh, up! Sorry. Shut up! Needs all the help you can get, Steve. Just in the league. Just in the league, yeah. Come on. I'm going to go with um, the Motherwell player, Van Veen. Van Veen, you're saying? Yeah. Stupid answer that was! Yes! He scored 27 goals, you know? I pick Hugo. Was it Shankland? No. Who do you think it is? I'm between two. Right, Stephen? I think it's either Michael Higdon. Mm hmm. Michael Higdon for Motherwell, but that was, I think nah. that's probably too long ago. No. And then, I don't know, did Chris Boyd not have a really good season? Kilmarnock. These are both wrong. All right. He's a club. Ross County. Oh, uh, what's his name? Who went, he left after one season. Brilliant. A oh, double, double yeah. battle name. Regan Charles, Charles Cook. Cook, who was actually joint top scorer when he got out because uh, Jack Amakis was ah, joint top scorer that season as well. No. Right. Is this for the win? No, not no, quite. Not, not quite. quite. You're almost there, Stephen. Right, okay, your next question, Stephen. How many Scottish players made the first team appearance for Liverpool last season? How many Scottish players made the first team appearance for Liverpool last season? In the league? League Cup? Just a first team appearance, Stephen. I know the answer to that. I'll go two. You're saying two? Final answer? Final answer. Oh, the saved. It was yes. actually three. What were the two you had, Stephen? Uh, Nathan Patterson. Nathan Patterson for Liverpool. No, uh, no Calvin Ramsey. Calvin Ramsey. Sorry, Calvin Ramsey. Robertson and, and obviously Robertson. Was it Doke as well? Doke got a game in the League Cup. Yeah. <sighs> I thought. How so. am I supposed to know that? They play like kids in the League Cup. Well, he's a kid. He's, he's a kid. And Doke played just against Chelsea, so it's still two-one. Yeah. Question five for me. Four. Four, sorry, go on. Which current League One side did Rangers defeat in the 2008 Scottish Cup final? Which current League One side did Rangers defeat in the 2008 Scottish Cup final? Was that League One? Yeah. Stephen knows the answer to this, I'm pretty sure. I don't actually. Do you not? I don't actually know. It was a tight game. Was that the game? No more clues, please, John. Was that the game when Rangers were down to nine men? Was that not? It was against it. No. Who, who was Gus McPherson in charge of when they went down to nine Same men? Man. It was. Well, they're not in League One. League One? Is it? Is it Falkirk? What? Is it Falkirk? Wait, I'm not. It's not my answer. Yeah, hold on. Right. It's not Queen of the South. Is it Queen of the South? Was this League Cup or Scottish Cup? Scottish Cup. Scottish Cup final? Yeah. It's not Queen it's not Airdrie. No, they're in, they're in Championship. I'm going to go Falkirk. You're going Falkirk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it Queen of the South? It is Queen of the South. Oh, no! <laughs> no! 
This for the win, then. This for the win. <sighs> Here we go, Stephen Bell. Okay. It's getting tense. This for the win, aye? This is for the win. Who was Celtic's captain in between Paul Lambert and Neil Lennon? Celtic's captain in between Paul Lambert and Neil Lennon. Good question. I'm between two. And the two are either Jackie McNamara or Tom Boyd. Ooh. Sharp you! <laughs> Can you please sharp? See, he's a quiz master. You're meant to shut your face as soon as you ask a question. And Bradley I'm... Walsh doesn't have to put up with a shit on the chase, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to go for Tom Boyd. I would say no to that. I don't think it would be Tom Boyd. I really don't think it's Tom, Tom Boyd. Tom Boyd's final answer. Well, it is. He said it. Tom Boyd's final answer, yeah. Oh. And Marshall has saved! Yes. I thought it was McNamara. It was McNamara, Steven! Right, okay. Right, Fifth okay. and final question, still 2-1. Right, here we go. Ewan. Yeah. Which team are currently top of the Scottish Championship table? Which team currently top of the Scottish Championship table? Which team are top of the Scottish Championship table? Do you know the name? I should know the answer to that. Don't look at your bit of paper in front of you. Have you printed league tables out? No, that? I haven't. All but right. it doesn't. No. Uh, be a clue. Hold on, let me just think. Dunfermline have got four points. Dundee United have got four points. Um, who, did anyone get six out of six? What did Wraith Rovers do at the weekend? They won three two. <laughs> you're, 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 if, 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 if they were told, you wouldn't have told me that. It could be it could be loads of teams on four points. It could be loads of teams on four. Who's got six points? Inverness have got beat. Our both are definitely not there. Airdrie got beat last week, so it's not them. Is it somebody? Is it is it goal difference? Are goal difference in play here? Don't no 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 close no, please no, John no. Is it Dunfermline by any chance? Do you think? Shut up! Just let me think. <sighs> Has somebody got six out of six? Has somebody won two D games out of two? No, don't don't tell him that. <sighs> we can't have clues. <laughs> I'm going to go for air. Air. And Marshall has saved! I'm afraid not, Ewan. It's actually Queen's Park who have won two out of two so far and played their first game in their new stadium at the weekend. Yeah, this is why go. you should listen when mm. it comes... <laughs> to the lower leagues because I said that I've just handed you victory and that means that I've won yeah, but I'll won. take the question anyway do you want the question ah, anyway let's go for it <sighs> who did Spain beat in the 2010 World Cup final that oh, would be Holland the Netherlands congratulations Stephen Bell 2-0 up for the season 2-0 up there we go get me the Champions League music let's go for it right another stunning victory for me Stephen Mill and that was our shootout game that's 2-0 for you now 2-0 I mean I, I'm, I think I will win every week I'm just saying that right now I'm going to win every week on this like <laughs> it's a bold statement it'll be a whitewash of a season aye oh, very good it'll be like the Undertaker's Wrestlemania streak I am going to granny Ewan Cameron this season aye very good is that it are we done 
Yes, head out, troll, please, John. Yeah. And this has been the Big Scottish Football Podcast. A huge thank you to you all for listening and watching as well, if that's how you decided, because we have been on YouTube. Remember, you can see us on YouTube by searching the Big Scottish Football Podcast or head to youtube.com forward slash Clyde1SSB. Get us on all your usual podcast providers and on Twitter as well. We're at Big Football Scott and we're on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for the Big Scottish Football Podcast. And now, of course, we are on YouTube as well. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on whichever podcast provider that you use so you don't miss a podcast and you can vote for Scottish football get in the bin get your conspiracy theories in as well and hopefully next week we will be chatting to Thomas Rogney on Legends Lottery see you next Monday at the usual time for another brand new episode of the Big Scottish Football Podcast bye bye <laughs>